0: in Nevada, Coach. All right. Um, yeah, first off, we're really excited to get back to Folsom Field. Um, and, and really, I look at this as an opportunity, um, at least with the platform given, to um, just tell Buff Nation, um, fan base, uh, alums that are coming home for homecoming, um, you know, we really appreciated the support, the energy, the enthusiasm um, that was created two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. And uh, we look forward to um you know doing everything in our power to recreate what I, I got to experience firsthand with Folsom Magic um, that's a real thing um, it, it, I felt it it was uh, unlike any other fan base that I've personally been a part of um, a, a particularly in a time of adversity so um, you know students uh, alumni uh, boulder natives colorado natives people that are within two hours i think saturday night five o'clock is going to be a fantastic football game um, we're excited about it we're, we're prepping to put out the best product that we possibly can and, and we're gonna we're gonna go and compete and bring unbelievable energy and, and bring the execution to match that energy to um to to, to create another great memory that, that's the intent for this saturday and um playing for a lot um, you know, these are, these are opportunities that we know some of our fifth and sixth-year seniors aren't going to have uh, many going forward. Um, so this is one of those Saturdays where um, we need all of you, Buff Nation. Uh, everybody's got to show up and, uh, and fill, up, fill up Folsom Field. So looking forward to that opportunity, and uh, I'll open up for questions. Obviously, Arizona State went through a coaching change as well. Have they made drastic changes since they went to an interim head coach? No, but I'm anxious to see what happens this week. Um, you know, there were some comments made, um, you know, in, in a press conference with regards to their offense and their offensive play calling. And, um, you know, obviously they're, you know, they, they came from a spot where the interim head coach was a running back coach, so he wasn't a coordinator, um, probably wasn't overly intimately involved in the overall game planning, um, implement, implementation of the game planning, and certainly the calling of the game. Um, you know, I, I'm i anxious to see what that looks like. Uh, sounds like the head football coach is going to be uh, a lot more involved in the in the play calling decisions, um, in the game planning decisions. So I think um, coming off their, their game against Stanford, I, I would anticipate this week that there's going to be some changes and, uh, you know, we'll be ready for them. They don't have a bye week to implement changes, which oftentimes obviously is very helpful, as we saw. But, um, you know, I, I think defensively the the you know, you're seeing almost, you know, the same consistency that you've seen all year with regards to what they do schematically on defense. Um, I don't see that really changing. Um, but, you know, I, I you know, I've, I've heard you know, must-win game from their camp. Um, this is a game we're going to go win, things along those natures. So you got to expect, uh, you know, tricks and um, butt kicks and onsides and um, reverses on kickoff return, like those types of things when a team is, um, is putting those kinds of statements out. We anticipate um, everything we're preparing for everything. Hey, Coach, more of a big-picture type question. What's the blueprint look like uh, to develop this program into a consistent winner? What, what do you need? I I think we we have to continue to develop, um, you know, I'd say those first, second, and third-year players. Um, As we know, the the, the critical importance of those players are getting real reps. You know, I thought Oregon State was a great model. If you look at Oregon State, um, you look at the 3-9 and season, um, a couple sub-500 years, a lot of those players that were playing against us on Saturday were guys that had gone through those those tough years. But what they did is that they had the continuity, um, you know, how they were developed, the strength coach, um, you know, the position coaches, uh, all the way down to where you see them grow up and become a veteran team that looked like a, a true you know, power five upper echelon of a conference type of a team. So I think it's that development. Um, and, and the way you do it now in 2022 is, you know, we have to, like I've been saying from the beginning, we have to invest in those relationships with those players um, because a lot of these players didn't come to Boulder from the state of Colorado. So, you know, you got to think about what's keeping them here at Colorado if they're putting good tape out there. Um, you know, it's got to be that we're, we as a football program, we as an athletic department, we as a fan base are wrapping our arms around those players. And I think that, you know, even the NIL space is going to be a part of that going forward um, just to make sure that those players know that these guys are the – these are the players of the future. And, you know, we've, we've developed that offensively. Um, there's growing pains with that. Similar to that of which Oregon State had in their kind of, you know, their leaner years. You're playing with young players, you're playing with, um, you know, guys that are good to see really good football uh, in the coming days, weeks, months, and, and years. Um, but but you, they stayed with those players and those players stayed with that program. Therefore, you see the, the fruits of their labor. And I think that's the blueprint is, uh, is developing it, you know, from a, from a freshman, sophomore class currently. Um, love up these seniors you know and and empower them to take leadership roles and then fill in all those gaps by being aggressive in the portal um, which is something that we're going to absolutely do and we're already in the process of doing.
1: Coach uh, the drops were a bit of an issue
0: on Saturday and they've kind of been an issue all year. Um, Are there plans to see uh, in particular Jack Histerra more involved or any other younger guys involved? Absolutely Jake yeah Um, you know First off, we as, as coaches are never going to point a finger at a player for dropping a pass. Um, I look at it as it's my responsibility, you know, the, uh, Coach Patterson's responsibility, Coach McGagan's responsibility, Coach Hagan's responsibility to build up confidence throughout the course of the week and then empower those players to, to play free and loose. Obviously, the, the, this is a bottom line industry, as we all know, um, and catching the football particularly early in games when the game's still in the balance is critical. It allows you to stay on the field. You have rhythm. Um, I looked at that game and I saw really, you know, really four possessions um, where there was either you know three turnovers that that three giveaways on offense that happened on the plus side of the field. Um, That's that's a 21 point possible swing. Um, And then you look at another one, which is right before half, which could have made it a ball game, 21 to 10. A little bit different scenario, or um, going in when you know we had a third and ten and a fourth and ten, and we got to we got to execute those plays. Um, so first off, it's it's our responsibility as coaches to build up their confidence, uh, to make them know that we believe in them, and then secondly, it's also personnel. Um, I think Jack has to your point. He's continued to trend in a really positive direction. R.J. Snead, I think he's trending and getting healthier every week. He, his play speed was the highest it's been all year, um, and that was really good to see. Um, Jordan Tyson working through some of those as a young player, um, seeing more uh, opportunities for him um, because I think he is one of our more um, you know ball in hand dangerous players. So,
1: hey, Mike, do you expect um, Owen to be ready to go this week? And if so, what kind of boost can you bring to the offense especially after a week with you know multiple turnovers and kind of not getting in rhythm offensively
0: yeah I think uh, Owen got I'd say uh very limited reps again today so being fully candid and I want to be transparent with that um you know it's a it's it's a throwing it, it's a throwing based injury uh but that's in the kind of the midsection so it's not a uh, it's not a shoulder it's not an elbow it's nothing along those lines but you know, as a rotational athlete, which all quarterbacks are, same as a golfer, same as a pitcher. Um, you, you guys have seen that as baseball people, right? At your Phillies. Um, there've been, you know, obviously pitchers that you're, you're counting on to to go help you win a game that, you know, have some type of non-throwing arm-related uh, issue. But as a rotational athlete, you know, it really starts, you know, ground up, and it goes through, you know, your core, and um, you know, obviously into your upper body, and so. Um, he's, he's not there yet, so to be honest, uh, today he is not there yet. Um, certainly we can update that as the week goes on. Hi, Coach. Um, more to scouting Arizona. What consistencies are you seeing within the team and what are some of their vulnerabilities? You know, um, I, I think, you know, you got to look first and foremost that they, they have speed. You know, they have a running back that I think is a, a game-changing type player, very similar to Jay Knott, where you give him a crease – and he's gonna he's gonna take it. Um, so we have to do a great job, like we did in the Cal game, of eliminating space. Um, they have a D tackle in number four um, that is a. I mean, he, he when he gets going, um, he's he's a he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, both as a as a kind of an interior pass rusher, a disruptor in the run game. Um, you know, I think they uh, they have an athletic secondary. You know, in terms of what we're looking to exploit, I mean. Um, I'm not going to obviously say that right now, but there are things that we feel like, both schematically and personnel-wise, on both sides of the ball that we think we we have the opportunity to, you know, to to, to, to find some some holes in what they do on both sides of the ball, and we got to make sure that we execute in those scenarios. Um, you know, I think their quarterback situation is a really interesting one. Um, I think both our our programs are in a position where we've had some instability at the quarterback position, if you will, and. Um, you know, I, I I know Emory Jones. I recruited him. I think he's a fantastic football player. Uh, when I was at Notre Dame, I went and watched him play uh, down in Georgia. High school, I went to his practice. Um, I think he's a more than capable football player. Um, the Bourgeois kid, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Might be a little off there. But, um, you know, I think he's, uh, you know, really what the head coach, I think, wants to, to play reading between the lines of his press conference, um, you know, and yeah. Either way, we're prepared for, for whichever quarterback plays. Um, you know, I think uh, you know Emory's a pretty good, well-rounded player with experience. You know, in, in a full season of SEC play. Um, you know, I think he's a really good player. Um, so uh, Borjo, I think, is a guy that you know that their head coach believes gives them a spark. You know, I think he's a, a good passer. He, you know, he's played well in, in fits and starts throughout the course of the year, but um, we'll see which quarterback plays
2: the toughest part of being an interim coach
0: as opposed to head coach, the, the head coach. you know honestly Brian I, there is really there is no difference in the sense of my day to day because of the, the fact that I've done it I've, I've learned from it um, I think sometimes just as a head coach in general interim or not you know you, you have to oversee you know all 100, really 180 humans that are involved in your organization and um, the support staff, the staff, and, you know, I'd say my, my first three weeks were all about just moving everybody in a direction together and unifying everybody in every, in every corner of the building. Um, the challenge of that is when it happens so quickly, those, those types of conversations and discussions, you know, are really done in putting your staff together. Those are also done when you kind of set the clear expectations of, of how we're going to do business. Um, those had to happen instead of in seven months leading up to a season, it had to happen in two weeks, you know, or 10 days, you know, in, in the case of the opening game after the bye week. Um, but with regards to, you know, being a head coach, like, I just look at it as it's just a great opportunity to just lead people positively. And that's what we need right now So we need, we need positive leadership, but every situation needs diff- you know, different, I think it requires a different uh, response from the head coach to, To push the the program forward in a a positive direction, but I think right now it's just um, pointing out the things we're doing well, correcting the stuff we do on Sunday, Um, and then once Sunday's over, we move it completely on with the lessons learned and accumulated through the previous game, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, So I think it's, you know, it's it's not the staff you assembled, so but connecting with each one of those people individually. Um, and then mo- making sure that, that if you see something that is not in line with moving everybody positively dire- in, a, in a same direction going forward, then those are the things that sometimes occupy your time and take you away from the offensive and defensive stuff that you might have more time to do. You mentioned that uh, Josh Chandler's having to wear a walking move. We saw him show fight late in the game the Oregon State no he's you know he's just a vet um I, I think it's it was uh, part of the culture at West Virginia um everybody put on a, a I mean I just think everybody played a lot of snaps in the game put on a walking boot you know if they had any kind of foot or ankle or just any nagging injury whatsoever it was it was the same thing in Notre Dame when I was there I was like I'd get to you know Monday we'd show up to work and we'd have our players around I'm like Half our team's going to be out this week. I'd never seen that before, but I think it's preventative measures. And uh, he looked awesome today. So um, he's not missing any practice, uh, hasn't missed any practice reps. And um, he's, he's been such a great addition. And I think that shows um, the benefit of what we can do if we, we go out and get the right players in the portal. You know, we can go, we can go find guys like Josh Chandler. And to me, that's the, that's the model going forward. Um, you know albeit a, a grad transfer I think there's second third and fourth year players that that we also can be aggressive with uh, going forward to make sure that the roster is in the best possible place by retaining the young players that have put good film on um, together and then and then making sure that you add the right spots like that I think Josh Chandler is a great example of that.
2: Um, just some quick updates on Deon Smith and
0: Alspadden. Both practiced. Um, yes, yeah, so I should say Dion was was full practice today and and finished up his kind of last um, step towards full contact. But he practiced in a non contact capacity. Um, looked awesome. Um, he he was. It's almost like he looked faster. Um, he looked more decisive. He was hungry to be out there. And just all the credit in the world to Dion. Um, you know, to come back from a scary moment like that, and just be that excited to come back to play with his teammates, I, I just I love Dion. Uh, I love who he is. This team loves him. Having him out there today, kind of, it just it just made my my day a little bit better. Um, Font knows finishing up his running progression, um, which is more of a conditioning step rather than a, a physical limitation step. Um, tomorrow he should be up and cleared to practice. Coach, well, I just two
2: guys real quick. Uh, Jaylee Stacks. How much fun was it to see him finally? You know, have that opportunity to you know, play through the offense, right? And yep. Only eight carries, but I mean, there were some productive
0: carries. Yeah, I mean, what 50 yards? Yeah, 50 yards um, and eight carries. I mean, yeah, and you look at just his his run after contact. Um, you know, he adds a different dimension. He adds a different element. Um, I really believe that Jay Lee is one of those players um, when when he chooses. Like, it's it's kind of like this whole this whole concept of what our culture has become. You know, it's like you wake up every morning, you have a decision. Are you going you know, to choose to love the game of football? Are you going to choose to love the process of football? Um, that's, that's resonated with Jay Lee. Because when, when he makes that decision, you, we all saw what he's capable of doing. Um, and, and he didn't just make that decision on Saturday of the Oregon State game. He made that decision in the bye week that he was going to pour himself completely into this, regardless of what his, his playing time looked like, his carries looked like. And I knew that he was on, on his way towards a special Saturday and many more special Saturdays when he was extremely happy in the locker room, even, even with just two carries um, after Cal. And that, that, to me, showed me which, kind of the trajectory of Jay Lee. And it helps us offensively because his body type gives a different presentation to linebackers that are fitting, fitting the run gaps at the second level. So um, success story that we're going to continue to um, see the fruits of his labor. And then the other
2: guy, Guy Thomas, uh, continues to make uh, some impact plays for you almost every week. Yep. Um, how valuable has he been
0: on the edge for you guys? I think he's having a blast. I love seeing Guy practice. I love seeing him, you know, after practice. He always I always dap him up, and he he gives me a big hug and says, "How are you doing today, Coach?" <laughs> he just he's others-centered um, type of a human. Like I, I love his um, his care for the game. I I think he. For whatever reason, the last three weeks I've seen a different switch just turn on with, with Guy, and I think we're just scratching the surface too. I, I think um, he, he's a, just an incredibly talented and gifted player, um, and his headspace being in a place where he's just loving going out and competing every day, I, I think we're just, we're just starting to see the beginning of what he can do to impact the football game.
3: Anything else for Coach? No. All right. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Hey,
0: Jaylee. I know.
1: What was it like getting some of those long runs in at Oregon State? And I'm also kind of curious, it seems like everybody in that running backs room has been injured or banged up this season. Has it been kind of hard to get continuity going in, the, in that group? I mean, not, I mean, uh, with your first question, I think just looking at it, I think playing in the game, you know, for the first time like I did, it's kind of like practice, but you can just look, those dudes on the other side are trying to, you know, bang you up, get you out of the game, and it, but it was a great – great opportunity and I was just trying to go out there and do what I could for my team. And then about the, I think if you look at our running back room and the depth that we have and, you know, some guy gets banged up, I think there's always someone that's going to step up and do what he needs to do. Whether that's Dion, Fano, Hankerson, uh, Charlie Offerdahl, you know, they're always, so there's always the next guy up, as they say. You we are on the other end of the field where you
2: we were sitting, it looked like you got in the first time but you finally got in that second time. What, what was it like for you getting in the end zone and scoring your first touchdown uh, as a, as a buck,
1: it was a great moment i mean thinking about it i mean I wish it was in better circumstances of you know us winning but you know it's good to uh, get your first touchdown
2: for you, how, how tough has it been to kind of you know bide your time and, you know you were that featured back at cherry Creek, and you know, you've now had a couple years where you've had to kind of wait your turn for get some carries what's that been like for you
1: I mean, at the end of the day, you just have to trust the process and then understand that what you're doing will one day, you know, you'll, they'll see what you can show on the field. And that's what I've been doing for the last three years is that I know the backs that are in front of me, Dion Fano, are great backs, and they, they can get it done. So you just have to go and practice every day with a mindset of you get better every day, and then one day maybe someone will get hurt, unfortunately. But, you know, you got to be ready and stand, uh, step up to that plate
2: just your progression throughout the season. You had a great game against Oregon State overall. How do you feel like you've personally
1: grown this season? Just a better mindset. I mean, just thinking, I think since I've been here, I didn't have the mindset to to grow every day. And since, I mean, the beginning of this season, I was just trying to be the best side I could be every day. Um, No matter what happened that last play, just be better than the next play and, you know, Keep going, because it's going to give you the opportunity that you need.
0: I guess, having seen this team growing up and being from, I mean, around Colorado, what's it going to take to get this team back to where it was?
1: Um, that's a question right there. Uh, I think every day, I think it's, it's going to take some time, but I think you just have to you gotta love the game. You gotta, and I think the, kids, the dudes on this team love the game. I think we just need to execute what what coaches are saying to us. And then, because we got great players on our team, and if we just execute what coaches are saying, we could be a good team.
2: Obviously, you get the nice win against Cal uh, last week. Looks like the first five weeks a little bit. But because you guys got that win against Cal, is, that, is there still that feeling in the locker room that, hey, we know we can do it and just get back to kind of what you did the week before?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Looking at Cal, you know, it's, it, it showed what kind, of, what kind of offense and what kind of defense that we have, what, what we can do. I mean, and then we get to the Oregon State game. No one was on that sideline with their heads down or upset about it. We, we know that we are a great team and we can move to the next week and be better and do what we need to do
0: obviously, you guys struggled on third down against Oregon State going two for 11. How important is it for you guys as a running back room to make sure you guys are getting into those you know, third and
1: manageable situations and having that success on early down so that you know, the offense isn't put in kind of those high pressure situations when you're facing those third and longs? Uh, like uh, I was watching Coach Samford in here, he's just, at the, the end of the day, it's execution. Uh, as an offense, you have to be, everybody has to be on the same page. Uh, it's not like defense where one guy can mess up and another guy can make the play. All 11 people on offense need to make do what their what their responsibility is. And then once we learn that, we do it in practice every day. So once we, we get to Saturdays and we can execute what we need to do, we it, we'll get to third and twos or you'll, we'll be better on third down efficiency. I touched on it
2: a little bit,
0: but what was the most difficult or most challenging part of Oregon State's offense, and why was it so hard to move that ball?
1: Their offense, defense. Uh, defense. their defense, uh, They, I think they played their gaps well. Uh, their linebackers uh, played their gaps well. I think they're, they're covered, their defensive, their corners and safeties, had, um, they play, They just play good good defense. And I'm and, pretty, yeah, they just play good defense. This, what I'm looking at is, yeah, they got to the ball. They got pressure on the quarterback. And you know, that's how you win games.
2: Anything else for Jaylee? All
3: right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you ready, guy. All right. Any questions
2: for guy? Okay. How challenging was uh, watching film at uh, this last game? I you guys felt like you had turned the corner against Cal, and then you know, see what Oregon State did against you guys. Uh, was it was it tough to kind of see some of the
3: some of the mistakes you're making earlier in the season? Uh, yeah, it was a little tough. You know, it was some. Things that we had to get fixed, um, <clears throat> and we did. We had walked through uh, all our issues, all the things that um, um that we needed to work through. It was definitely tough uh, watching film. I, we felt like we could have played better. Um, um, but know we, I guess we put uh, Oregon State behind us, and we went on to uh, Arizona State.
2: Um, you have Arizona State coming up and Sanford said that you are preparing for two quarterbacks. What
3: does that process look like on the defense preparing for two types of play styles? Um, Arizona State have two good quarterbacks. They can do some things on the ground, and they have quarterbacks who can throw the ball, two solid guys. Um, we're going to just prepare for both, um, and um, going into this week,
1: Obviously, last week you guys give up two 40-plus-yard plays. Um, what is it? What is goes into stopping those big chunk plays, and just so you guys, and going forward, so you guys don't, you know, aren't, aren't letting the opponent get that momentum swing like that on those
3: the big plays. Um, just taking care of the small things. Um, there's a lot of. I feel like if our defense is sound, and if we are, you know, sound with our alignment, our technique, I think we should be fine.
1: Guy, uh, what's it like
3: playing for Gerald Chapman and just um has there been an adjustment period with all the changes he's made to the defense for you? Uh it been it's been great actually. Uh um Coach Chapman bring a lot of energy. Um he he, he obviously bring um um I guess his experience and um a new defense, you know, uh we've been we've been able to make more plays, we've been able to play more free. Uh so uh it really uh been I guess for me and a, a lot of other guys would say like, you know, really been good for us. To, uh to be under coach Chapman and under his defense. Hey guys,
2: there's a lot of winning tradition and history here in Colorado. What's it gonna take to get back to that? I, I know it can't be done in a day, but what, how do you start that process?
3: I would say um, it would take a, a group of guys who want to do it right, who want to win. Um, a group of guys who, uh, who are willing to sacrifice for something more, for something bigger than themselves. Uh, that would, that would take to get this program um, going in the right direction. I yeah, knowing
2: you, I know you wish you had more big plays, right, more sacks, things like that, but um, how do you feel like you're playing? I mean, you're starting to make um, some impact plays the last few weeks, some TFLs. Uh, do you feel like that you're, you're progressing and doing the things you want to do on, on this defense?
3: I'm definitely uh, progressing. My body feel good. My body feel great. Um, uh, I'm definitely working on my technique, and um, there's a lot of things that I could do better, and I will do better. Uh, I'm one of the older guys on the defense, um, so I would like to, you know, carry the defense on my shoulders. You know, uh, make as much plays as I can. You know, to put us, you know, in the best position um, to get off the field. Um, <clears throat>
2: And just one last one. you've been in college for a while, you know go ahead you're in Nebraska Community College then here uh, you're down to the final few games, so are you kind of savoring a little bit that this is your last uh, you know five games here Are you trying to soak it in a little bit?
3: Yeah, it, it definitely'm um, definitely soaking it in. Um, I'm definitely putting things in perspective. You know I've been in college for six years, and I have five games left. you know I'm looking to you know play my best ball. In these next five games, we have a lot of tough opponents and I'm willing, I'm planning on playing my best football, you know, showing the world, you know, what uh guy Thomas can do.
0: Anything else for Guy? All right, thanks, sir. Yes, sir.